Good morning. Monday, January 8th, the first Monday after the Feast of the Epiphany, which is how things used to be understood in the church in terms of the liturgical calendar. At this time of year, we counted things from the Feast of the Epiphany until we got to Candle Mass or until we got to Lent. And then after Lent, <clears throat> or after Pen we, we counted things as Eastertide. And then after that, we got to Pentecost and everything was after Pentecost. There was no ordinary time because the idea of ordinary time in the life of the church doesn't actually make much sense if you think about it. Um, Francis uh, <laughs> had some interesting things to say this past weekend about uh, division he's caused in the church. But before I get into that, I want to make every single person aware of something that's going to break today. At 7 a.m., I believe Pacific Standard Time, that's in about six hours from the time that I'm broadcasting this, Lepanto Institute is going to be breaking some enormous news. And I say enormous. Um, I was made aware of it from a very, very trustworthy source who initially was going to offer me the news. They sent it to me while I was asleep. But um, then they realized I actually can't read what they found on YouTube without um, probably losing everything I've worked for here. The enormous news has to do with Cardinal Fernandez and things he wrote before his famous book that he wrote that got him in hot water when his name was being floated to be the prefect for the now dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. He once said he wrote things worse than that book. And well, somebody found one of them and uh, I'll leave it to Lepanto Institute to do the reporting on it because apparently the things in that are the involve, let me put it to you this way. If you were to go purposely seek out to read such things, it would probably involve you having to go to confession for violating the sixth and ninth commandments. Okay. That kind of stuff. So that's going to happen today. And my initial reaction to it is that nothing is going to come from it. Aside from you're going to have, this is going to make the news in a very, should make Catholic news in a very big way over the next several days. But beyond that, the main long-term effect is that maybe the chance of Fernandez becoming Pope gets diminished. And I say maybe because there are mechanisms to, for them to try to ensure that. But so again, 7 AM, I think is Pacific standard time. It will be when Lepanto Institute has their story go live that will be detailing this stuff. And uh, I trust Michael Hitchborn to be able to communicate to you the gravity of the things he's found without causing you to need to go to confession because you listen to him, his news report. And then I will talk about it based on his news report tomorrow here to give you some ideas, because this is a, uh, this is something people have been searching for, for months, basically since Fernandez said he had written worse than his, his book of poetry. <laughs> we'll say. All right. So good morning to everybody. Um, Heart for heaven says no more news. It seems to always be bad news. Well, I, you know, once in a while, I'll be able to report some good news, but weirdly, people don't even want to hear the good news. I don't know why that is. They don't want to hear the good news, but there really isn't much good news anyway. And when I do, if I do good news, I'll try to include it in a video at some point, if there is any. But just beware of what's coming from Lepanto Institute as we get to our story today. An initial one comes from cruxnow.com with the... Headline that a way version that I can say is amid rover the double S stuff. Pope laments splitting into groups into the church. For those of you hoping that this is Francis the Great and Merciful telling us that he's um 
you know, retracting fiducia supplicants and that he's sorry for the things he's done. I'm going to ask you a very basic question. In a, the 11 years now that he's been there, causing scandals for most of the time he's been there, when has he ever retracted anything? When has he ever apl- apologized for anything? And the answer to that question is never, not to my knowledge anyway, um, unless there was, uh, of course, he's apologized for things that he says the church did. And by he says, I mean like the secular world says, like the stuff up in Canada was debunked. The me- media kept reporting as if it was true, but they debunked it and Francis accepted their reporting. <sighs> I will remind you that the man himself can't handle the fruit of his own labors, it seems. The most divisive pope in the last several centuries is annoyed by the consequences of his own actions. That having been said, let's go to the article. Quote, Pope Francis on the Feast of the Epiphany, the observation of the feast on Sunday, the feast was on Saturday, lamented the sharp division among Catholics of different views, saying believers must imitate the three wise men in putting God at the center of their lives rather than their own ideas of the faith. Speaking to attendees of his of his on the Feast of the Epiphany Mass in St. Peter's Basilica, Francis said that as members of the church, quote, instead of splitting into groups based on our own ideas, we are called to put God back at the center. We need to abandon ecclesial ideologies to find the meaning of Holy Mother Church, the ecclesial attitude. Ecclesial ideologies, no. Ecclesial vocation, yes, he said, saying, the Lord, not our own ideas or our own projects, must be the focus. Let us set out anew from God. Let us seek from him the courage to lose heart in the face of difficulties. The strength to surmount all obstacles, the joy to live in harmonious communion, he said. End quote. You know, traditional Catholics believe things that would have all just gotten us called Catholics before 1958 or so the idea of ecclesial ideologies is really funny coming from him because he is the most open modernist we've had on the throne of Peter since the council, the most open chair. And as charitably as I can say it, every single one of them since 1958 has been a modernist to some degree, but Francis takes the cake by country mile to set for him to accuse others of ecclesial ideology is really funny. Now, Given also that he gave the secular world everything that they needed to portray the church now as pro-James Martin, all of this is his own doing. But then again, he's the one who's been laboring for years to divide the church. Let's reflect on this a bit. Morse Laetitia, Laudato Si, Laudate Deum this fall, Fratelli Tutti. Those are all papal documents that caused enormous strife in the church. It's all his own doing. Traditionis Custodis and now Fiducia Supplicans both represent the most over-attacked on the practice of the faith of Catholicism and the integrity of the faith itself that we have seen in a very, very, very long time. He is himself the cause of the strife in the church, the strife that he now laments because he cannot handle really accepting the consequences of his own actions or everything he's saying is for show. Like I said, I will go more into this homily in a few days. I've got a lot of thoughts on the homily, but let's see what fruit says Francis has reaped after the storm he planted here three weeks ago. So here we'll go instead now to Gloria TV for the story here, because um, this is going to, uh, this won't shock anybody, but we have a story from Gloria TV. 
Archbishop Francis should have declared the James Martin stuff as something good. You know, I, I will say this for this Archbishop. At least he's being honest. At least he's not hiding it. At least he's just coming right out and saying what he wants from the church. I appreciate that. When the modernists just go full bore, they don't hide what they believe. They tell us exactly what it is they expect. It's refreshing in a kind of a weird way. It's nice that they are public with their heresies. So from this one, quote, The new Archbishop of Bamberg, Herwig Gosel, age 56, told a German news outlet whose name I couldn't pronounce if I wanted to, on the 5th of January that he hoped for, quote, clearer statements from Francis and Fernandez on James Martin's sins. At least he sees a logical flaw in the pamphlet Fiducia Supplicants. Quote, I thought that if we were going to bless such pairings, the doctrine would have to evolve in such a way that James Martin Axe would no longer be considered a grave sin. <sighs> but he is confident that Francis's pamphlet will change practice and will not be the end of the debate. An archbishop who does not know that mortal sins cannot be abolished by a decree is like a geneticist who believes that children are brought by the stork. End quote. A lot of people don't like Gloria TV. I actually really, really like how Gloria TV characterizes things. They're just blunt, and I love it. Now, it's worth noting here, though, that he wants the activities, he, the activities he wants here themselves to be declared not a sin. He wants James Martin activities to be declared not a sin. Now, the activities that those are engaged in in diabolic parody of, the activities that we could just say are suitable to the married state and within the married state are perfectly fine and good, as we understand traditionally the limitations of the holy matrimony and how the church has understood this and how all societies throughout history have understood this, those activities are still a sin if they are engaged in outside the bonds of holy matrimony. So I'm going to ask a very basic question here, one that will make some people uncomfortable. Is the archbishop conflating the blessings in question with the sacrament? Is he advocating for the sacrament being opened up to them? Or, or even most troublingly, are these activities, the James Martin stuff, are they in some way not sinful? while the ones that 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 conform to the to, to the laws God has imprinted on nature those are sinful outside of holy matrimony but are the ones that James Martin advocates not because if that's the case he is almost saying they're superior inquiring minds would like to know archbishop we would really like to know what you mean by this it's some really really weird stuff but to play devil's advocate, I'm going to pretend to be a Pope splinter here for just a second to give him the most charitable interpretation possible. That bishop may feel like he's forced to. I mean, after all, a bishop who said he's not that interested in providing James Martin blessings in France is now in legal hot water. So we go back to Glory TV for a, another article here because this stuff is just all predictable. It is all predictable here as we see. From this piece, headline propaganda piece, Fiducia Supplicans, lands Bishop in legal trouble. Are you surprised by this yet? Um, basically, this bishop told the priest of his diocese that if he's confronted by two or more public unrepentant sinners who demand a blessing in keeping with how these blessings are now being demanded and given out, the bishop told the priest to bless each person individually and that the priest must call them to conversion. That is the appropriate response. That is the Catholic response. The James Martin lobby in France are furious and are now saying that the priest is a bad person and seeking to force him to face legal consequences for this. That's what they're doing. 
Again, this is happening three weeks after the document was issued. The lobby group are saying that to deny them a blessing as a couple is to deny that they exist. That runs afoul of French law, so now the priest may find himself in some legal trouble. Depends on how powerful that particular organization is in France. I don't know the answer to that question. If you are French, let me know how powerful that lobby in general is in your country. I suspect that they're very powerful, like in America. And I will try to follow that story if and when it develops further. But remember, Francis is himself sad at the schism he's caused. He's not He's not undoing anything he did. He's not saying, oh, I shouldn't have issued fiducia supplicans. I'm my bad. He's not repenting of that. He is upset at the situation that was caused afterwards, telling us to abandon our ecclesial ideologies, to follow a kid's coloring book version of God. You know, group hugs, kumbaya, all the stuff. The kind of stuff when you ask a person on the street who says they believe in God, what they believe God taught, which is love is great, just love everybody, without understanding that while love is, of course, the highest of the commandments, it's also has a lot of meaning. What does it, that word actually mean in a Christian context? We are talking about that vision of God. I'm going to go check on the live chat here before I remind people of something, since we now have a lot more people here than we're at the beginning of this live stream. There's some very big news breaking here today that I will probably have to cover tomorrow that I was made aware of. Um, a lot of people are <laughs> understand by ecclesiology, he means we that believe salvation comes only through the church and not the world. Um, yeah. Uh, as I like to say, he likes to go after traditional Catholics at every opportunity that he's given. Every single opportunity. Man cannot help himself. There has never been a time where he has not said, or he's not gone after traditional Catholics for believing what traditional Catholics always believe. Um, good morning to everyone. Everyone. Um, so if you're in Ireland, be careful speaking out against fiducia supplicants, apparently. I had somebody in the live chat before here, before we went live, say that his bishop excommunicated him, saying claiming that the bishop said that the document was infallible and that you were required to follow it. So obviously, that's another example of an invalid excommunication. If you are in that situation in Ireland, you may want to start looking for uh, the SSPX because the, they're not going to accept this document. The day after it was issued, I read to you what the the superior general of the SSPX had to say about it. He was uh, not a fan. But yes, everybody hit like if you haven't, it would help. Um, so yes, the um, I'm going to remind now people what the big news is. I don't have the full details because I can't read what was found on YouTube without getting into a lot of trouble. So Lepanto Institute at 7 a.m. Pacific time it has found has been given copies of the writings of Cardinal Fernandez. And I don't mean that book of poetry he wrote that introduced the world to him. I mean, the stuff that he said was worse. It involves the kind of stuff that you would find on written websites that if you go to them, you go to, you have to go to confession. Okay. Descriptions of things that you can't even begin to describe on this platform. I was informed about this in the uh, when I was asleep. I found text messages from a source that I very much trust on this. 
and uh, who realized that I can't actually read the stuff on YouTube, so I can't do that. But Lepanto is going to have their report later today, probably on their website. They might try to do it on online. I don't know how that'll go if they go on YouTube. Um, and when Lepanto reports on it, you know LifeSite's going to report on it. You know that um, a lot of Catholic outlets are going to report on it. That's happening at 7 a.m. Pacific time. So be ready. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting day, folks, because um, the the only positive that could come from that that stuff being made public is that it may stop any chance of Fernandez of having of has of becoming pope through a normal process. But beyond that, I I don't see him being removed, even though he tried to have every copy of everything he's ever written that was not in keeping with the faith buried he tried to find all copies of it and that has apparently not been successful he'd been very he had been very, uh, successful enough that he thought he was fine but somebody found a copy and so we all wait 7 a.m pacific time for that lepanto institute you should tune that tune in um let's see let's go into the chat here <laughs> marina, marina says fernandez is in need of an exorcism yeah, or at the very least, uh, the, you remember that exorcists have always said that the thing better than an exorcism is actually just going to confession on a regular basis and receiving the Eucharist validly. They've always said that that's stronger. Obviously, those when we think of exorcisms and the situations that come to mind, um, those people absolutely need an exorcism. But for the, the typical person, <laughs> the uh, going to confession is the best thing. But yes, he, he, he probably does at this point. Peterman says, what have you missed? Uh, Lepanto is going to break the big story, um, but Francis is lamenting the consequences of what he's done, but not what he's done himself. No, he uh, can't Francis ban the SSPX from offering the traditional mass? No, he can issue them an ultimatum, and when they say no, he can excommunicate them. But that will be as valid of an excommunication as the last time they that Rome excommunicated the bishops of the SSPX, which it was it wasn't valid. It wasn't. <laughs> there have been a number of times in history when people have been excommunicated and then were canonized later as saints. And I fully expect Archbishop Marcelo Fed will get that treatment too. Um, Lynn says, I'd imagine that the next communication for not following fiducia supplicants cannot be listed. I, right. And the, you mean the, I think she means the excommunication. So there was somebody in the chat who was excommunicated in Ireland for not following fiducia supplicants. Their bishop excommunicated them. The bishop claiming the document was infallible, if you can believe that. Which makes the question, does that bishop think that Cardinal Mueller has excommunicated himself? Does he believe that Bishop Mustaire, an auxiliary bishop in the Netherlands, has excommunicated himself? Does he believe the Polish bishops' conference has excommunicated themselves, that the most of the African bishops excommunicated themselves? I kind of doubt it. So why did this layperson not accept it, incur that? Obviously, it's an invalid excommunication. Seek out the Society of St. Pius X in that situation. Or another independent priest. They, they are, I'm sure there are plenty in Ireland. Um, all right. Okay, so if there's any other... Ch for heaven says i'm surprised how many australians are always on here I'm so happy that there are more trad cats in this country i have more information about the story I reported yesterday 
from a very trustworthy source, but I will be waiting to go public with it until I've been given permission. But that story is getting much more interesting as time goes on. But there is a, appears to be a concerted effort now by a faction of the laity of that parish to basically make Father Roe persona non grata, basically. Helen Leach, 5.30 a.m. Monday, I think, uh, well, Lepanto will be at 7 a.m. Pacific time, I think, because they haven't gone public yet, and it's 7 a.m. on the East Coast, right? Well, no, it's not 7 a.m. on the East Coast. My, I used to live, I spent most of my life on the West Coast, so sometimes I look at the time and go, okay, it's still three hours, but I'm wrong. So if it's East Eastern Standard Time, then that'll be in an hour and a half that they'll go live, but I think it's 7 a.m. Pacific time, so in about two, three hours, something like four hours, something like that. If Francis excommunicated the SSPX for offering TLM, wouldn't that present major problems for him in quote premium? They don't believe quote premium is binding. I don't know how you can read quote premium and not think it's binding since numerous popes after the fact that they didn't have the authority to even add St. Joseph to the canon of the mass. So I don't know how, where, well, why some people think it's not a binding document, but Francis doesn't think it's binding. So he'll just keep going. Mark, I'm not sure which diocese it was. He didn't mention. Okay. Bye, Russ. <laughs> I love when uh, the certain kinds of Protestants find the channel and start basically telling us that we all follow Satan because we're Catholic. All right. So, again, everybody... Yeah, Espen says Pacific time is California time. Yes. So that should be at 7 a.m. Lepanto will be reporting on it, and I, will, I fully, 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 fully intend myself to cover that tomorrow. Take a look at some final comments. If there is, uh, yeah, so 7 a.m., 10 Eastern. So about 9 a.m. my time, if you feel you in the heartland here. So if the, for any final comments in the live chat before we are done, I also have a video going live for you in about half an hour that is going to be very large, I think, a very big one. Just judging from the initial reaction that the uh, channel members have had to it, because the way scheduling works in YouTube, uh, people who are members of the channel can get the access to every video every day, basically, because of how that scheduling system works, at least for me. But that's uh, more consequences from what Francis has done. Okay, let's see. Mike Rizzio says, the ideology of splitting up the church is meant to diminish the bride of Christ as a force that would oppose the things going on. Yes, I mean, that's probably part of it. It's also why you saw traditional Catholics get the treatment they do now in the U.S. from the powers that should not be. Okay, so... Well, Ray Mark Max says, so Fernandez is writing stuff like Lepanto release and in Maru Fiducio supplicants, could good fruit come from a bad tree? Can clean water come from a corrupt spring? No. And Fiducio supplicants, I mean, if you read it, it's an evil document. The fact that there are people defending it really tells me they will defend literally anything that comes from Rome these days. I kind of wonder what would happen if we, we got that ultra trad pope who comes in and says bye-bye to the Novus Ordo with one wave of a pen. Would they, would the same Pope's planners be like, well, you know, he's the Holy Father, so this is good, and then jump through mental gymnastics to justify it? It's a question that you and I will never get the answer to. <laughs> Anthony from Avoiding Babylon says, don't worry, Pope Supich will fix everything when he's elected. I will tell you what, when there's a conclave, you know that I'll be live streaming 
during as much as I can during that that conclave. And if he's the one who steps out on the Logia and Papal White, I'll probably fall out of my chair laughing. Because, I mean, there's two ways you can, you can actually react to horrible news, and laughter is one of them. And it's probably what will happen. At least things will be entertaining when that happens. Have I read Michael Davies' book about the Jesuits? I've probably watched his give, give his multi-hour speeches about the Jesuits, but I probably haven't read the actual book. But uh, I have Malachi Martin's book on the Jesuits. All right, folks, we are going to wrap it up here. So thank you for tuning in. And uh, as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.